When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to part two of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again. Now it's after 9.40 on Tuesday, and with me, as always, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, you doing all right? I'd be doing better if the Steelers would have won last, yeah. last game, but, you know, I'll do as good as I can do, I guess. All right. You brought up an interesting question, so I'm going to ask this because it kind of goes into the title of the show. If the Steelers would have won that game, do you? Th- granted, it, they they it, having that other extra win would have been extremely helpful. You know, you'd be talking about being a half game up on two teams and only a half game back from the division leader. That would have really been something. But do you think it might not have, with these young players, made them understand some lessons that could have that that. that we're now hoping that they learn from this game, meaning that you can't just not show up for 40 minutes and then still manage to win a football game. Do you think actually pulling that one out in some aspects could have hurt them over those, these last four games? Um, uh, <laughs> who knows? It's it's a great question. Yeah. Um, I'd still rather win than lose, oh, heck but yeah. you know, um, but we'll see uh-huh. because it comes back to the title of your show. The Steelers now pretty much have to feel like we're in desperation mode. We need to win every game. Uh-huh. I remember another time when that happened. Do you? Uh, that would have that would have been one uh, in one uh, 2005. They had to win every game. Yeah. I'm also thinking of that uh, 2013 season when they started 0-4 and they really had to win everything down the stretch and 101 things had to go their way the last week and all but one did because uh, uh, Ryan Suckup just couldn't get the job done after Andy Reid benched like 30 starters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won't talk about that one. But yeah. No. that. But it all. But here's the thing. How many times have the Steelers been where they are right now, where they needed to just – roll through the final four games and they didn't. Right. That's happened a lot. Yep. But if they did look out, cause look where they were going. That's, that's the point. It's not that we're expecting them to, 
It's if they could get it together to do that. And if you're thinking about it, what better time coming off a mini buy other than if you would have had a buy last week, like which the last four teams of the NFL did. Um, what a good time to say, hey, this is it. This is where we're going. The Steelers seem to play better in desperation mode with the exception of two straight sacks and you're left with third and 23. You know, that game, you know, well, they were in desperation mode up until that point. When the Steelers got to a point where they had to, where, hey, we have to score on every possession, they start scoring on their possessions. You know, when they get to the fourth quarter, well, guess where we are right now? It's not an even 16 games anymore, but I'm still calling it anyway. We're in the fourth quarter of the season. We're in the final four games. Oh, so yeah. if you're if you're going to take that philosophy, the whole reason I, I wanted to talk about this is the title of the show. If you're going to take that philosophy of, of what of the desperation mode they play in in the fourth quarter, because they didn't put themselves in the in the best play in the best scenario they could have prior to that, you've just explained this season. You are now in desperation mode for the fourth quarter of your season because you did not put yourself in a better place at that moment when that quarter started. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh, come on. Give one of your favorite quotes. They are who we thought they were. (laughs) You play to win the game. Playoffs. (laughs) No. The Steelers have to play as Dan Fouts. In the yeah. water boy would say, <laughs> last they game of the season, hold get anything back. back. <laughs> uh, the only, the only decent commentary he ever had is an, is, is an in the announcer, because yep. well, it was scripted for him. Yeah. Um, but we, we won't go there anymore. Um, yeah, that's that's where they've put themselves now. Um, one more thing before we move on. We, oh, I don't want to talk much about this game. This was something that was brought up at the press conference today. So it's fresh again. So I want to ask your opinion. Okay. A lot of people have opinions about that two-point conversion, that they went for it not on the last time, but on the next slide. They didn't do it the first time. They, they did, Well, first they did four touchdowns. They didn't do it the first touchdown. They didn't do it the second touchdown. They didn't wait for the fourth touchdown. They did it on the third touchdown. And that was assuming that the, that the Vikings wouldn't score anymore, which they did. You know, because we're talking being down twenty nine to nothing. So if you're looking at twenty nine to nothing, you're you're thinking, you know, seven 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 eight, or are you okay that they went seven seven eight seven? What what do you think? Before we get into what Coach Tallman said about that today, yeah, not even listen to what he said about that today. There there could be different philosophies. Okay, here would be. Part of what I'm thinking, if if they they if you do it on the third third score instead of the fourth, you know, what you're doing there is you're saying, hey, we've built momentum to this third. Let's see if we can get it here. Yeah. Okay. Because if you get it there, then if you get that score at the very end of the game, there's not the pressure that you have to make the two pointer there, mm-hmm. like. Had Muth caught that ball, there's still a lot of pressure on the Steelers because they then have to convert the two to get it to overtime versus, you know, if they just got to get Boz to knock one through. Yeah. First things first, I will say this. On that that third touchdown, 
if it was a non-offensive touchdown, if it was a defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown, no chance to go for two. No. Because you, you, you do it if your offense is already on the field. I like because the same thing happened to the to the that other putrid purple team. I'm, I'm sorry, the Vikings are aren't aren't putrid purple. I've I've honestly there's many times I've cheered for them with in the in NFC stuff. But that team east of here, they had the same scenario. They were down 15, scored the touchdown. They go for two, go for one. They they went for two. They also didn't make it. But their coach, good old Wang Harbs, his explanation after the game was exactly what I was thinking, why I didn't have a problem with Coach Tomlin going for two. I'm not saying he definitely should have, but I'm also saying I don't have a problem. It's one of those, which he said today, it's kind of a feeling of how you feel about it at the time. And if that's what he was feeling, I, I, I got it. Now, I will say, hated the play call one. Really did. But the the fact that they went for it. And what oh, what good old Wang Harb said was, hey, if if we're going to need a two-point conversion eventually, I'd rather go there to know whether we have it or not moving forward. Meaning if we don't get it, then I know we still need two scores in every way and everything we do from that point on plays out to us needing two scores. Right. If you if you go and you get it there, then you're good to go. He says, if not, and you and you wait till your last possession, and next thing you know, there's 10 seconds left and you score, then you have to have the two-point conversion right there. And if you don't get it, it's over, you lose. So he would have rather, with more time on the clock, had the decision of how you played everything out. You know, maybe, maybe on a on a fourth and three on your own. On your own 25, if you're down one score, you might you're probably gonna punt that away. You're down two, you're gonna go for it, probably. If there's you know six minutes left in the game, you know. To, so to me, that call yeah. is no different than doing something like, you know, you got three and a half minutes to play, you're down a score, you just scored. Do you kick it deeper onside kick it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and teams do it both ways, it, it, you know, and most of the time it's bad. The coach, what, what are they feeling right then? Yeah. Um, so I honestly, during the game, I didn't even, I didn't even begin to second guess it. Yeah. Because my I first reaction it. was if they get it, we're down to, we're down to seven, seven. point game. Now, so yeah, I mean, honestly, it's to me, everyone's like, oh, why would you? To me, it's it's a when it's a basically a 50-50 call of whether to do it then or not. Because you knew you're gonna need it. I'll be honest with you. You wanna know the truth? The if you're down 29, I'd think about doing it the first one. You know why you think about doing it the first one? Because if you don't get it, you definitely know you're doing it the second one. Then if you get the second one and you got one out of the two, then you're back to the same situation that you would have been otherwise. Um, and it all ended up working out that they were ended up being down eight because they, they ended up having to go for it again the next time for two and they got it. So because the Vikings scored, it kind of changed everything. But it's that whole philosophy. Sure. I like when Coach Tom had an answer today. This is what he said. I, I, I'm loving that I can tell you this. He said, I went for it there because I wanted the option if we got that last score to where I was either going to kick it for the tie or I was going to go for two again for the win. Right. He wanted the option I mean, to win the game. And yeah, I like that he even brought that up. 
There's so many scenarios. Look, part of the reason I thought he went for it is because of how quickly the Steelers scored. Yeah. So that was their three that was their three play drive. Yes. You know, uh you you just held the Vikings to a three and out. You get the ball and in your three plays go, you know, mm-hmm. 70 yards for a touchdown. Um mm-hmm. you say let's you know, to me I looked at it as a hey Let's grab this momentum and see if we can if we can go ahead and get the two here. Um, I, I look. I didn't hate that they made the call and went for it, and I wouldn't have hated if they'd have kicked kicked it. I, yeah. I just, I, I just, I didn't think too much of it either were, way. No, if they weren't going to need a new a two point conversion at all, then you really got to think about it. That I'd be like, yeah, I probably would have kicked it. You know, what if you were having a kicker that was struggling? You know, yeah, Boswell missed a field goal, but to me, when he kicked that field goal, didn't it look like I was worried that it was going to be flirting with the one upright when he kicked it, and then it so took off to miss on the other one. So yeah, that was that ball had some weird. Moves I've I've it. never seen the ball move that crazily for both kickers in a dome. You know, because I felt like the kick would start to go and then it would start to really take off. So Sean Manahan throws another $5 in. He says, chasing points gets you beat. You want to know the truth about that, Sean? About half the time. And about half the time it works. Kind of like like going for a two-point conversion. You know, how many times you're like, oh, you're chasing points. Oh, next thing you know, it's it. you made up for it. If the Steelers right off the bat would have gone for two and missed it, and then they would have gone for two and missed it again, then they know they need a field goal in there. You know, then you would have then you know it's another one of those. No, I I mean I I personally I wouldn't have gone for two on the first one or the second one. The third one is when I would have started thinking about it if I wanted to do it there or later. Um so I, I can see it argued both ways. So whoo uh, to me see it, you're saying I can see it argued both ways. To me, mm-hmm. it's not even worth I, I don't it's feel it's that big a deal to even have it worth an argument. Yeah, just, I mean, I got, there's some people in the live chat that says, oh, no, don't chase the points. Another one saying, hey, go for two early. That way you know. Exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those things right, that it's that, not, a, right. it's not know, an obvious call. It really is no, not an obvious it's not, call. Because you can argue that you go for the two early, yeah. then knowing you need a field goal. So then if you get the ball again and you got a fourth and three on the 23, instead of thinking, Oh my gosh, we got to go for it. What if we don't make it? You say, you know what? Let's just get our field goal here. So mm-hmm. th- there's 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 things that change in your strategy depending on how you how you do these things. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't like I said, I, I didn't see it as a big deal. You need 15. I don't care when you you try to get to 15. Yeah. So if I thought there was time, I'd have said Boz could go out and kick five field goals. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just, just keep kicking them. You know, and it's kind of like I'm trying to remember several years back. It's been a while. It's been a while. It, it's got. It was before I was with BTSC. I know if that's yes. for sure. I know where you're going. With this. Go ahead. Where the Steelers were down nine points late. They were down nine points. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about or not. I can't even remember who they were playing. They were down nine points. They had the ball at about all around the 28-yard line or so. And it was and it was under two minutes. And they didn't have any timeouts. And it was fourth and nine or fourth and ten. And they went for it and didn't get it, and the game was over. 
And I asked myself in that moment, you were down nine points and you need, so you need two scores. You're going to have to do an onside kick anyway. If it's fourth and that long, why the crap don't you kick the field goal? Yep. You kick the field goal because you're going to need the onside kick anyway to win a game. So did it matter if you were down? Um, oh, well, if you really wanted the touchdowns, while well, you needed left was the field goal. I mean, I understand that philosophy of you want the touchdown because it's so much, because then you you have less that you have to get done to, 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 to get the points you needed on the, on the last one. But you're talking like fourth and 10. You don't do that. You take the field goal, you go for the onside kick and you know, you, and you know, you lose the game by six rather than nine, rather than trying to get the seven and then not getting the, you know, Oh, you lost by six rather than two. You know, if you even score the touchdown on that next play. So, um, it is is it is what it is. So there's a lot, you know, sometimes you, you look at things like that. But um, it's funny because we're talking about these decisions. And one of the things that frustrates me more than anything is that it seems, and it's not common from the same people. It's not the same person every time. But like that whole thing I say that drives me nuts about people saying they need to fire their strength and conditioning coach because of these injuries. I'm like, Alex Highsmith got a bruise on his knee. How is that the strength and conditioning coaching problem? I know they're probably talking more about TJ Watt, but every little thing that goes wrong for the Steelers, people want to lay on a coach. And for someone who's coached before and someone who's dealt with youth sports, even from the parent side, you know, some people just want to, it's always the coach's fault. It's never the people actually playing the game, you know? And that's why, uh, you know, I really like to buy track and field because when I was in the circle and get ready to throw the shot put, guess what? It was me and all me and no one else that was going to do it, do it right or screw it up other than me. So that's the thing. So the Steelers are in desperation mode. Do you think they were going to come out and play from the beginning of the game in desperation mode? Do you expect that? They better because if they don't, I, I, I don't. I don't know that they're going to be in full-out desperation mode to start. I, I would love it. It's so funny because when Jeff Hartman was really big on that whole, oh, what do you do on the coin flip against the Ravens? Do you really want to put your defense out on the field that, that just let teams, you know, after the Bengals went right down the field and scored seven? I'm like, I'm like, you really want to be, be gut? He's like, is that the gutsy call? You want the gutsy call? The gutsy call is defer and then onside kick. That's the gutsy <laughs> That's ball. There you go. <laughs> That's stealing a possession. You want to go gutsy, go there. But uh, now I can't remember what I was going to say. Okay. The Steelers need to be in desperation mode, that, mode, that mode and roll through the end of the season. Who are you laying this on more, or do you think it's equal? The offense or the defense? Oh, it's equal. It's the team. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you, on Thursday night, Mm-hmm. In the first half of that game, neither side of the ball was doing what they were supposed to be doing. No, they weren't. They both needed to be playing in desperation mode. So I think it needs to be yeah. the team. You, you're right, but I, I want to highlight that the defense needs to as well because what when that desperation mode, when we talk about that with the Steelers, we think about the no-huddle offense and the offense and the offense, and we don't want the defense to be lost in that. The defense – the defense is not getting the job done. There has to be something more going on there that it needs that the defense needs to step out. But like I tweeted during the game, everyone that was throwing a fit about, you know, Dalvin Cook running all over this defense, I'm like, the offense had 66 yards in the first half and didn't score any points. 
That's not all on the defense. Right. The offense wasn't putting them in bad situations, but the defense just wasn't getting it done. But neither was the offense. I mean, to be down, it was – I said 29 nothing. That's what it was before they started scoring. It, yeah, was, it was 23 to nothing at halftime. You know, 23 to nothing, that, 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 that's, on, that's on both sides. That's yep. on both sides. Because, again, so, if you're down 23 to 10 at the half, it's not you're so looking bad. at that a little differently. If you're down 16 to 10 at the half, right. that's a little different too. I mean, think about it. Week one. Steelers didn't score in the first half. It was 10 to nothing, 9 to nothing, 10 to nothing, something like that. Low-scoring game. They came back and won that game. Right. So so that's that's the that's the big thing there. So, Rich, how are you feeling going into this Titans game? Nervous. You know I how, don't know which Titans team we're going to see. That's You know what I mean? I know. I know. But – you know how I was going to start sharing night when you asked me instead of, you know, since I couldn't take a deep breath, mm-hmm. you asked me how I was doing. I was going to, you know, shake out a Tums and, you know, pop it yeah. in my mouth because that's where I'm at now. Now there's, there's, there's not much margin for error left. No. I look at it this way. You know, the Steelers need to take – I'm sorry – the Steelers need to take a lesson for the Penguins. The Penguins just won another one. They're, they won five to two over Montreal tonight. I mean, that team all of a sudden, you know, things are down. Players five, injured. They're just getting out there and playing their heart out. Is that five straight now? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they haven't given up a, a power play goal in like a decade. It feels like it's been a long time. You, this isn't a hockey podcast, but it's an analogy. It's a good Pittsburgh analogy. And that is, you know, even when things are down, you can still find a way to pull it together and, and, and make it work. So whew. my thing is I am really glad I said, I was pulling for the Titans last week because the last thing the Steelers needed was to, to have to face a team that's coming off losing a game to one of the bottom teams in the NFL. So I definitely didn't want to see the Titans fall to the Jaguars. But at the same time, they shut them out. And I don't think it's the defense of the Titans that's, you know, breaking any records right now. So that might have given them a little bit of confidence. But that's kind of the difference between Tennessee. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of this stuff. I don't want to get into it too much. But it's one of the several things I'm looking for for my Stat Geek show on Thursday mornings on the audio-only side of the podcast, which if you're only catching the stuff on YouTube and Facebook, you're missing so much in our audio, is that Tennessee, you know, they got on a roll where they won, what, like six in a row? You know, they, they did it right there. But then, you know, they they lose at home. Then they go, they go to New England and lay a complete dud. But then they came back off their bye week with a good strong week. Now they got to go to Pittsburgh. So is this going to be the team that just shut out the Jaguars? Or is this going to be the team that got, you know, kind of rocketed off the field by the Patriots up up in New England? So I don't know. This I don't know what to expect from this one. I just know that this is the game that's going to define the final quarter of the season. Not yeah. even not even how not even if they win, it's how they play. Yeah. It's how they come out, the effort they give, how much of the game they can put it all together cuz that's the problem we've seen 
you know, very small portions of the game being being put together the way it is. That bottom line is you're I think you're you're at the crossroads of this season. How they play in this week is going to tell you a lot moving forward. You know, you could talk, oh well, they still got to play the Chiefs. You know what? That you got to see how they play against the Titans first to even have an idea if they have a chance to even a chance to go into their head and, and, and pull something out there. It all comes now to off their mini buy going into the final quarter up against the wall. What are you doing now? That's the question that I think it is. And that's the answer I want to see Sunday in section 122, row Q seat 16 and 17, where both of us will be. <laughs> yep. So the question now is what are we going to see rich? What it's time for your score now. While Rich is thinking of it, everyone in the live chat, don't put your score there yet. Wait for me to type it in. If you put it in too early, I'm not going to do it. So Rich is going to come up with his score. Then I'm going to then it's free reign. But don't press in. Don't press in until until I give you the give you the okay. All right. Um. Oh man. Right now, here's how's here's how it's going to work. You, me, go into the game together. 122, row Q, 16 and 17. So far, we're undefeated. Mm -hmm. And the streak continues. The streak continues. Got to go since we're going to two of us. Got to go with the streak continuing. I've been down on things the past couple weeks, but I'm bringing it back this week. Um, going Steelers win. Um Solid game from Najee. Um, actually, Ben does well throwing the ball around, spreads it out a lot to the receivers. Titans have no answer there. No Derrick Henry. Steelers. Uh, Steelers 28. Titans 18. 28-18. Going with a little bit of a different combo there. Um, you know, the easy 28 for the Steelers, the 18 for the Titans. So you think that the Steelers defense can keep them under 20. That's the yeah. key. That's the key. So we are ready for your scores that is in the live chat. Whoa, everyone was ready. Yeah, everybody, ready? everybody press send at the same time. Yeah, just just so you know, if you don't say a team, then we assume it's Steelers, but otherwise it, that's up to you. So um Bill Tyne, don't know this name. Think it might be someone coming for Tessie. That's all right. Welcome. Uh, 21-17 Titans, what they have. George Teston has 28-24 Steelers, baby. Sean Manahan, 23-17 Steelers. Brian Brown, 20-17 Steelers because of my heart. This is one, it's okay at this point of the season to go with your heart because it's it's you got to get it done now or not at all. It's That's desperation right. time. Eric Parker says 21-13. That would be Steelers. Uh, Steelers-Pittsburgh says 17-9. If Watt plays, that's a good thing. We didn't talk about that. Coach Tomlin said he was hopeful to get a lot of guys back at practice. See how the week plays. They're going in pads on Wednesday, but really when you're going to get a good report is going to be tomorrow night on the know your enemy uh, yeah. with uh, Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. They'll have a better idea after practice and they're going to be on with our, with, with our, with our buddies from Tennessee Titans weekly that, that uh, we got to talk to two times last year because we previewed that game twice. Thank you, Titans, for screwing that up and losing our bye week. But anyway, but those they're they're uh they're very entertaining. So make sure you don't miss that show tomorrow night. Um, 
Kathy Ford, it's a 16-17 Steelers. Okay. Um, after your seats. I get it now. Okay. Because we're in seats 16 and 17. Okay. Very good one, Kathy. Uh, Rick Stevens says 21-28 Pittsburgh. Uh, scrolling down here. Hunter Jack says 33-18 Steelers. James Galloway says 21-17. That would be Steelers. Brian Blackstock, 28-23 Steelers. Um, getting off the schneid. Okay. Um, Gino Cap Capinu. I almost said Capuni. Capinu. Okay. So Steelers 23, Titans 20. That's that'd be an interesting one. Um, I always mess this one up. <laughs> Rich, what's this name? G's NSOM. You can get the NSOM part right because they okay. put period. In there for you, so you know. yeah, thank you. Uh, 31 17 Steelers, even through a little bit of stuff. Najee Harris, some way, somehow, find a way to score twice in back to back weeks because he did find the touchdown zone two times last week. Okay, um, Mr. Hammers Z, he says 32 17 Titans. Um, oh, and Bill Tyne says no, he's from Pittsburgh. Um, he was just he was in there fast, that's why we didn't, I, I didn't know. Okay, Russ Obenstein says no, um. No, no Steelers 3117. I'm hoping he means Steelers. Um Bib Bibaboon. Okay. That, they've been in there before. And I know always, I, I just never said it right. Bibaboon. Yep. Uh 2813 Steelers. Um Doc Holiday says Steelers 29, Titans 25. Bert Tavares says 3821 Titans. Dupree three. Isn't Dupree still on the IR? I don't know that he's even had three games yeah. that he's missed because he had a buy in there. Yeah. But Dupree's going to cost the Steelers an extra round of a comp pick. He's not going to get to play enough to make it a third round comp pick. He just, he's played nearly a handful of games, not many snaps, definitely not worth the contract for this year. So um, yeah, I don't know that uh, I'm not even sure that Dupree's playing um, a lot like um Danelle Hunter. <laughs> if you watched the preview last week, sorry. Um, no one you know says 42-18 Titans. Mark Tobin says he says um 34-18 Steelers. Uh Patricia Castaneda. Uh, that's close. 27 Who said hello earlier from Mexico? Yes. So. Excellent. 27-20 Steelers. Love our international fans. Um good guys prevail 30 to 21. Um Sean Manhan says we need Hayden back. Yeah. I'm that would be nice to have him back. Be interesting to see how that all falls into place. Um, Evan Giles says, going down to the wire, Steelers 24-21. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Uh, Jesse Moreno says, the way we've been playing, 17-14 Steelers, but my typical pick would be 28-13 Steelers. Okay. Um, did I, did I already got this one, right? It says 23-20. Someone will get hurt. It happens every game. So there we go. Um how about this one? Eric P Pereira. That's that right? I think Pereira, he did. Yeah, sure. Um, 33, nothing. Shades of old school Steeler football. Boy, that would be something. Um, King Nat 666 says 20 to 0 Titans. That was the score last weekend for them. Um uh, here we go. Do 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 do. This is the one. Um Ivor that we'll just say that. <laughs> Um, um, Horse dewormer. <laughs> okay. 
2320 Stillers. Okay. Uh, I think we're getting down to where a lot of people have already had their scores there. Jerry Cherry Band, don't want to miss his. Steelers 27 24. Cable Claypool celebrates a first down and is actually short. <laughs> no, no, not that Roosevelt Nick's punt against the, the punt against the uh, um, the Saints. Remember the fake punt? Yeah, come up and single the first down. Uh, yeah, you didn't have yeah, it. You were uh, uh, yeah. So. Okay, some people are saying, but um, um, uh, that uh, Bud might possibly play. Okay, um, some people say that he's going to come back off IR. I haven't heard any reports that he's back to practice. That's the thing. Um, so we'll, we'll see if that ends up having that. Um, I'm seeing if we have any more. Um, yeah, here's the one you should be more concerned about. Sean Manning, $2 in the tip jar. Did y'all notice Ola Denier is a Titan? He's got more sacks than Bud Dupree. Yeah. You know, he's, a, yeah, he's actually made more of, um, of, of, uh, of a splash with them. Um, Rich, did I miss any? Uh, no. I think I got them all. So bottom line is because, because the way the AFC North is playing out, if the Steelers drop this game this week, the only chance they have is to win the division when that's going to mean that it's going to take help. Yeah. Um, if they don't, then they still have a chance to even, you know, with the wild card, but you're getting to a point where it's going to be division or bust. Um, that's why this is such a big one. And it's the fact that they're at home. It's a one o'clock game when God intended NFL football to be played. And we will see what happens with this team. I'm excited to see, uh, did a little bit of rest help? Did the wake up call get them at all from not being able to come back? Cause you've laid a dud for such a long time. Is that going to help them, you know, get things going a little bit better? Um, I kind of want to see their response. It's all about the response. So, Rich, what else? What do you want to have to say here before we head out? Oh, things I have to say. You know, it, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year between being the Christmas season mm-hmm. and the last quarter of the NFL season. You, me, Heinz Field, Sunday at one p.m. Section 122, row Q, seat 16 and 17. Hit us up. Can't wait. Oh, how it rips me, beloved, makes me live for tomorrow.